0: I'm the only person in the world that's never listened to my podcast. Yeah.
1: (coughs) Well, uh, at the moment, you're one of, no, you're zero of 13 people who has listened to our podcast. Okay, Mm we've got 13. We have 13 now. Uh, Online.
0: Is that that including or excluding Ericsson people? That's
1: including our Ericsson people. (coughs) Let's hope people have listened to it.
0: Yeah. (coughs) So who was unlucky number 13?
1: I can't see. I can't see the persons. (laughs) I can only see. What's the the internet
0: coming to? You can't spy on people. (laughs) It's horrible.
1: Hi and welcome to the second episode of our podcast, The Voice of 5G, in the webcast studio here at Ericsson headquarters in Stockholm, Sweden. We have me, Janina Jadberg, and we have
0: you, me, Paul Cowling. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, let's start off with a little bit of recap. Uh, was there anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, Mentioning the uh, the other podcast that we did that we released last week.
0: Did we get any questions, Janina?
1: I haven't received a single question. We have two followers on SoundCloud. Yay! Uh, and we have we have thirteen listens. So none of them had any questions, obviously.
0: Okay. So <laughs> I, I so, so there's <laughs> a tip then. If you're listening to this podcast, Janina's is going to give you the the mail address to send in your questions.
1: It is. 5G podcast in one word 5G podcast at ericsson.com it's ericsson with a c and two s's dot .com that's the email address to ask i was very very i w- i was um, anticipating a question when i uh, logged on this morning and i saw that i had a new mail and it was just a mail notification from soundcloud Uh (laughs) So we're anticipating those questions. So there you see,
0: Janina is disappointed. You Mm -hmm. need to send her a mail. Mm -hmm. Yes, please do. So Janina, what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, Today we're talking about what is not 5G, as we promised (coughs) in the last episode. Oh, great. Yes. That gives us lots to talk (laughs) about. So is it that much, though, that is uh, not 5G? Shall we move backwards in time to the time... When we started having the time before G, <laughs> yeah, <coughs> the f- the time when we had just one G,
0: the time when we had no G's,
1: <laughs> or even the time when the no time when
0: had, Well, I mean, Ericsson goes back a long, long way. So to, certainly to the time be- before before G's.
1: Yep, yeah. no mobile uh, networks done.
0: Um, No mobile networks Mm, Well, there is this 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 apocryphal story of uh, Lars uh, Lars, Salah's Magnus Eriksson that uh, used to go around with uh, rods in his car so he could stop the car and hook them over the telephone lines to make a telephone call
1: Oh! the first <coughs> mobile phone the first mobile well yeah mobile the first phone. mobile phone but but, that's but, also but, but how you should
0: google it because because yeah. it's maybe not entirely true but but, but <laughs> so as a technique a good, good as a technique it, it was uh, it, it was used not necessarily wow. by him
1: cool cool, cool. Uh, and
0: that was uh, back in the early years the 1900s yeah. so 100 years ago
1: yes that that uh, era's mobile phone I I was uh, surprised to hear that it was uh, in his car, uh, or at least according to the story, because the first uh, G phone was in the car, The first
0: G, yeah, the first mobile phones, uh, the the ones we all remember, we see pictures of them uh, around the office from time to time.
1: I think we Uh, even have one here.
0: uh, I think probably we have one in the studio. the studios are exhibition hall yeah, for people say. that don't understand Ericsson talk. Uh, the the first mobile phones, yeah, you were really proud if you had this great big satchel which you carried around, uh, sat in your car and uh, you could make telephone calls on it. It cost yeah. a, cost an arm and a leg or maybe two legs.
1: Probably did, yeah. I was uh, too young back then. I, <laughs> I was too young. And that, of course, was
0: was an analog telephony system. Uh, and uh, 2G when it came, that was a bit, that was the first digital system. So we we moved over to digital partly uh, to make the system more secure, yeah, uh, and, and and I guess more reliable. Um, and so that's kind of where it all starts.
1: The digitalisation of of the phones.
0: Uh, but uh, I think widespread adoption of of, uh, of uh, mobile phones. Yeah, sorry. The the, the 2G network. Spread much more widely around the globe than than the, than the, uh, than the original one did, yeah. and the number of subscribers, you know, can, you know that continues to continues to grow around the gl- globe. Uh, yeah. But uh, globally, we have a very high adoption rate for for mobile telephony these days. But there's still quite a few people that are still using two G. Yeah. So if, you, if you're listening to this and you're complaining about your four G not being very quick. Spare a thought for those people who are still catching up, but they are catching up.
1: <coughs> yeah, uh, this was uh, then the two G. It was was it mid nineteen nineties that it came, or yeah, early nineteen mm, nineties?
0: Something like, like that. Like it that? Was bef- before my time at Ericsson,
1: <laughs> it was. Yeah,
0: I was interested in other things then.
1: Huh? But that but, was uh, uh, that was my first phone though. Yeah, mid, uh, something like mid to late nineteen ninety. Yeah, my
0: first I, my first phone was a, was an Ericsson brick. Yeah. Uh, one of these uh, black, uh, well bricks. Black <laughs> bricks. A black yeah. brick that you that you could uh, carry around in your pocket, mm-hmm. just about.
1: Had an antenna had an side. antenna
0: on the outside because it was des- designed to be the very best in terms of technology, so it had to have the best reception, yeah which meant putting the antenna on the outside, yeah at least in those days
1: yeah we were very proud of our antennas on the outside there yeah at least our engineers were hmm uh, not so cool with the kids <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the revolutionary thing I think with with the GSM or one uh, g or uh, no, sorry, 2G, uh, was, I think, that SMS started to come. SMS. S-
0: yeah. SMS was a miracle. Yeah. Because uh, nobody really expected SMS to be as popular as it was. And for and those so who are
1: not calling it SMS, they call it text. text. Texting. Ah, right? yes. Texting.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we've, we're going to have a problem here with, with language because yes. lots of things are called different things in depending, the world, d- yeah. depending where in the world you sit. Yeah. So, for instance, if you're sitting in in Germany, you probably don't understand why we're talking about mobiles and not talking about handies.
1: Oh. Oh. And if you're in the US, I guess you're thinking we're talking about mobiles when we're talking about cell phones, which is the same.
0: Which is the same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Language barriers, (coughs) even though, I mean, I'm Swedish.
0: We need need subtitles.
1: (laughs) Yes. You're English. Uh, But you know Swedish. I'm I'm sure we're going to walk into these traps again.
0: Technically, Janina, I'm more Swedish.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes, mm. you're a Swedish citizen nowadays. Yeah. Oh.
0: Um,
1: and I should say that Paul uh, speaks excellent Swedish. Ja, visst. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so that, w- that was 2G. But the, the, the thing with 2G, TG was a direct replacement for for your telephone. It was designed to handle voice. So uh, to, to make telephone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, SMS came along as a kind of... Oh, nice idea to have, uh, and proved to be very, very popular. Who that, who'd have thought that, that sending a you know what shall I buy for dinner would, was going to be uh, you know an important service for yeah. people's lives? But it is, uh, and uh, we're still asking each other what shall I have for dinner even to this day. We do. Uh but but uh, three G came along. Yes. And well, what did and three G do? It
1: was this was early two thousands.
0: Yeah, that was early two thousands. Um, and uh, 3G. Well, you could you could do uh, you could send data and receive data and stuff on 2G, but uh, it was a bit slow. And 3G was going to change all that and give us new applications and WAP and stuff. Um, and, uh, and and it did. Uh, 3G was where we were when uh, when the first iPhone launched. So, you no, know, the the whole smartphone th- thing before we, well, well, we had feature phones, which were gave you uh, ways of accessing the internet and doing stuff for the f- smartphone yeah. came 2007 maybe?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Um, and that changed uh, the way you used your telephone. Uh, we'd already changed what telephones were for, or the, the role of telephones. Yeah, this thing so
1: where you, <coughs> instead of calling a number, you call a person.
0: Yeah, instead of instead of having a telephone at a location, and you having to go to the phone, which meant that lots of people shared the phone because it was at the same in your you ha- know at home you had one phone for the house. Mm-hmm. Now you had one phone for each person.
1: Yeah,
0: and that was a that, was that good is a shared. new new thing. Three um, G phones stopped being phones. Phones became a way of of accessing the internet and. Uh, um, Android arrived and uh, the Apple phone arrived and uh, you started getting applications and all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it became more than a device to talk with or possibly send SMS. It became like a small computer more and more.
0: Yeah. And uh, you saw it also with the, with uh, Ericsson's uh, partnership with Sony, you know, we, we had the first Walkman phones, we had the first camera phones, yeah, right. you know, so uh, f- the, the phone in your pocket. Suddenly, you know, it was, it was your diary, it was, you, you could uh, play music on it, you, yeah. could, uh, you could take photos on it, you could share photos on it, <laughs> so lots of the things that we're familiar with today started at 3G. I
1: I still have vivid mem- memories of the first uh, uh, iPhone I saw, uh, where you could actually like just click on the screen and you like open apps and stuff like that. It was a revolution when mm-hmm. it came, yeah, and yeah. that was with 3G.
0: That was with 3G. It's uh, if I if I dare say it, it Apple, Apple lovers will probably kill me for it. But it's a bit like the change that went from when Microsoft introduced Windows instead of instead of DOS operating system.
1: Well, then they copied a lot of. them. <laughs> <coughs> Who knows? S- some things are lost to time. <laughs>
0: from,
1: yes. I'm. An, I was an avid Mac user back in the day. Oh, yeah, you were the one. <laughs> I was the one. Uh-huh. Uh, so, four G then. Four G. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but well, okay. So we now have we're now we um, now we talking
1: Well, now we're not talking. Now we're
0: surfing. Now?
1: Yeah. Now we're not. Now 20,
0: 2010 Yeah. Maybe the end of 20, 20, 2009 But okay. but around there.
1: Around there.
0: Um. Then, four uh, G came along. Uh, and one of the interesting things with 4G is that the first time that, that we actually got a standard which was globalized around the world. With 3G, we had uh, wideband CDMA, which was most of the world, and then you had uh, CDMA, which was uh, in some of the other markets. Long-term evolution, LTE, that, um, that, that became the, the standard for everyone everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and there are, there are two flavors of, of LTE. Uh, one of which uh, kind of started in, how shall I say, North America and, and, and Europe and, and uh, was uh, the, the, the heart of most of the original rollouts and, then, and another which um, which was very popular in, in Asia. Uh, but what we see today is that both of those are used in, in all markets. Um,
1: yeah, that's FDD <coughs> and TDD. That's right.
0: FDD and, and TDD, so it's and just and different I went flavors. And they're, yeah, they're different flavors. Uh, we can uh, we can maybe dig into the difference on a on another web, uh, podcast. Let's do that. Let's do that. But uh, one is about frequencies, and mm. the other one's about time.
1: So, just to to move back a little bit. So, three G, we had. Uh, Wideband CDMA. We had uh,
0: CDMA. Sorry, CDMA and wideband CDMA. And yep.
1: wideband CDMA. We had a lot of different standards that uh, that uh, was around the globe. Yeah. And 4G is LTE, and that's a standard. And that's also why the standardization body that we talk about a lot in this is called 3GPP. Right. So it was built, which means <laughs> I don't. Remember.
0: You don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> it's about three G performance
1: um, partnership. Um, yeah, something like yeah, that. Something but, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think we might need to check that out.
0: Would we? We don't need to do that because everybody in telecoms, if you say three GPP, they go, "Oh yes, three GPP." And if you ask them what it mean, maybe one in ten can give you the right answer.
1: Third Generation Partnership Project.
0: There you are, I see. It yep. had a partnership in there somewhere. Yep. But although it's the name says third generation, uh, they're still with us today. And, uh, and in fact, if, when we talk about 5G, which we're not talking about today because we're talking about what's not 5G, um, uh, <laughs> they're the people that are making the standards for 5G.
1: Yeah. Um, and they are working continuously with uh, new standards and new versions
0: um new? yeah standards evolve mm-hmm. so um, it's a bit like uh i think of a car if you, if you uh, the first thing you do is you, you you build a new model ford or something um he's been around a long time like ericsson uh, you you build a new model and then uh, yeah well that's nice but I would like uh, some snazzier seats and some go faster stripes and things so you build a L model or, and then you get a GL model and things um, telecom networks are a bit like that they, they evolve so we start with we start with the standard which which makes everything happen uh, and then we think of new things that we can do with the network and ways to make it better that we didn't have time for or we, we hadn't uh we hadn't invented when we built the first standard we see when we start using uh, a network then we find uh, new things that we can use it for but maybe we should talk about what is a standard why do we need a standard
1: well it's, it's quite obvious when you go from ma- very many standards all over the world you have to actually buy a new phone when you're in a new country I've been mm. through that
0: yeah but it's That's not. It's, it's very it's, annoying. But I mean, it's not just about differences in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, I want to buy a phone, I need to make. I need to understand that the phone that I buy is guaranteed to work with the network that my operator has. Mm-hmm. And the way that you do that is that you define a standard that says this is the way it should work, and uh, you both both sides test against the standard. And, uh, or test again, and then test again, probably against each other's equipment, um, to see mm-hmm. that yeah, my product meets the standard, your product meets the standard, and they work together. And is and that what
1: we call then multi-vendor tests?
0: That would be a multi-vendor test.
1: A type of mu- multi-vendor test. A type of multi-vendor,
0: yeah. multi-vendor test. And there's a lot of testing goes on. Uh, all the time, really, really, between uh, different device suppliers, different uh, telephone handset suppliers, uh, network equipment vendors like uh, it's like like Ericsson, uh, to see that all of the different components in in the ecosystem that all of those interwork with each other, and that that uh, that this thing's going to work. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of that in the last. Twelve months. When yes. it comes to five G, lots we see lots of press releases about oh, we're the first ones in the world to have tested this and this and this in a customer network, or and you know, lots they're, they're of those things first. Lots of yeah, th- ah, of course. Yeah, but um, it is it but, is but, world but first, but it uh, could it be is, for. But, a- but uh, it's uh, again like building a house. The lot there are lots of bricks, yeah, and then each brick's the first time you put that brick in place. Uh, but uh, and, and each brick is important in terms of holding up the structure yeah. but you need all of those bricks in place and, until finally you've got your 5G house and that's kind right. of where we're getting to today
1: it is <coughs> should we first we're, we're start off the, with you know, we're in <laughs> the
0: we're in the kitchen fitting the units and uh, you yeah. know they're they're uh, tiling the bathroom and all that kind of stuff and this pretty is, soon someone's going to be able to move in. Fat, this
1: is leading fat. to so much different things that we should Ooh. talk about today. Like um uh, for instance uh, the uh, the Verizon
0: Verizon yeah. yeah
1: the Verizon they they went out a month or two ago now. Uh no I think it was 1st of October. Uh, or around there with the news that they now have launched the first commercial 5G network yeah. with something called fixed wireless access
0: uh, yeah well it was something called Verizon Home but, it, but technology wise we call it fixed wireless access okay. um, and uh, they announced it I think in the summer that uh, to, that they were going to go live in, in October so that they could invite subscribers to sign up and pay or buy-in to, to, to be customers
1: yeah so what's what the difference between these and and earlier ones than that have also said that uh, oh this is the first 5g network is there any is
0: this well,
1: just marketing uh
0: i think it's a bit i think it's a bit like your uh, it's, it's a bit like the analogy with a house mm-hmm. um you know th- that uh what we see with verizon is that that uh, you they're creating a commercial service uh, using standards which which they've driven, so it's, it's not the final three GPP standard, but it's a five G standard. Um, uh, using commercial commercial network equipment, using commercial software, using commercial devices, um, and it's a, a, and it's a replicatable and scalable system. Um, We've seen other people announcing the launch of. 5G commercial s- systems, but, but... Not just but other
1: people, uh, Ericsson has also <laughs> announced other 5G networks.
0: Uh, we we do lots of work in uh, lots of uh, pilot networks and trial networks. Uh, we have uh, multiple networks around the world where, you know, consumers and other users have been able to to use the network in, in some sense or form. Um, but I think that this is a... because Verizon is so big... As well, that it really does mark a, the, a true milestone in terms of going from testing networks, pilot networks, uh, pre commercial networks, uh, which may or may not have c- um, consumers and, and live customers, to a full commercial service, um, right. which is kind of expected to pay its way.
1: Yeah, and even though it's not uh, completely 3GPP standard. Yeah. Yeah. Even though. Yeah. And also, no. I mean, the big thing about it is that there is no real handsets
0: yet. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing with fixed wireless access. And with handsets, the, oh, we
1: mean smartphones. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Handies, <laughs> <Go>. cell phones.
1: <laughs> cell phones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's go back, back a couple of steps. Yeah. Uh, for all those people that don't live in North America, Verizon is a big mobile operator in North Thank America. Thank you. Um, And uh, we'll go back and talk about fixed wireless access because we didn't really say what that was. Mm -hmm. So um, um, a lot of people, I guess a lot of people listening to this podcast at least, are familiar with the concept of broadband at home. That uh, you have a, a, if you go a long time back, maybe it was not quite so broadband, you used to have a dial-up modem. Uh, yes. And then uh, then maybe you had ADSL or VDSL or a cable technology which connected to your house. Uh, and then, then if you're really lucky they came and offered you fibre, which is of course a lot more common today, mm-hmm. uh, to cable your house. But there are a lot of people out there that don't have fibre to their home or they're not happy with the service they're getting. Um, and uh, mobile operators have the opportunity mm-hmm. Uh, now that the capacity in mobile networks is increasing to offer broadband to people's homes so you can connect your home to the, fiber, uh, to, the um, to the operator's network
1: yeah, to the internet
0: to the internet yeah correct
1: but over yeah. the air instead but of digging down a fiber yeah
0: yeah uh, so instead of having someone come and dig up your front yard uh, and uh, put in a cable to your house uh, you can uh, put up a box on the outside of your house, a bit like you would put up a, um, uh, a satellite dish for, for TV that talks to the mobile network. And uh, I, c- certainly for me, <laughs> I can see the attraction of not having someone to come up and dig up dig my front yard, especially yeah. as I normally, as a consumer, you normally need to pay for it. So even, you know, if it's simple that for that simple reason you can understand it can be attractive to, to people to to use it and if you're in an area where you can't get a fiber service of course it's it's very it's attractive.
1: extra attractive yeah
0: uh, and then of course we should say that fixed wireless access isn't new for 5g
1: right we otherwise can, we wouldn't be talking about fixed wireless access because it's not 5g right <laughs> correct
0: that's very true um, the, there's quite a long history of, of uh, using mobile network for um, uh, for for fixed wireless, I think Ericsson had modems all the way back into the 2G area, and you can imagine how slow that must have been. <coughs> uh, Painfully. But, but uh, 4G networks and the 4G networks today, uh, you know, we we can uh, run a gigabit per second over a 4G network uh, at top speed. At, at top speed. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, probably a bit more these days at top speed. Um, so there's there's plenty of capacity there to provide. Uh, a, uh, a broadband service to to consumers, mm. and
1: uh, that's what we call gig- gigabit LTE, right?
0: We call it gigabit LTE, mm. but it's like
1: very fast. Yeah, four G,
0: fast four G, mm-hmm. fast forward. Um, so one example there is um, in Australia. Um, there, there's a company there called MBN who provides uh, broadband on a, on a nationwide basis it's uh, it's supported by the government to to roll out broadband to the nation so they get so they get good broadband infrastructure
1: yeah because they are a vast country but
0: uh, it's a very big place yeah. <coughs> and yeah. some places some some places you know, you've got big cities uh, with lots of people uh, densely uh, densely populated areas and then you've got other areas which have much lower population densities yeah. and they actually use a mix of technologies um so they use Conventional uh, fibre broadband, where there's lots of properties and you don't have mm-hmm. to dig very long distances, mm-hmm. um, and then they use fixed wireless access using the 4G network um, in uh, areas where it's people are more spread out, uh, and in the really remote areas where it's a long way in between, mm-hmm. then they even use satellite to uh, mm, yes. to, to provide a connection.
1: Right, and uh, just to compare the different uh, Gs, then I have a note here that says that uh, the top speed uh, on three G was three hundred and eighty-four kilobit per second.
0: Oh, that's, that's old. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so, how much could you get up in on three G? Uh, I
0: mean, 3 three three G's been evolving in a similar way that four G's been evolving. So, I think in three G. Uh, someone probably probably uh, somebody will mail me afterwards and say that that's not true but uh, with uh, yeah hsdpa plus and edge no edge is um, 2g oh, sorry. Um, 40 megabits per second 80 megabits per second
1: you heard that email us if you think it's otherwise <laughs> <laughs> And then, but, but when you then. when you ask
0: me these off the cuff questions, <laughs> I'll have to come back next week and say, uh, <coughs> that's sorry. That's
1: why we have our connect- corrections corner at the corner. <laughs> at the start of every podcast. So so, so that's everything. a good
0: good time to say that don't believe everything you hear on the internet.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> or on Not the podcast.
1: <laughs> so four G then. Yeah, two gigabit per second. I saw four G the other day. Yeah,
0: two two gigabits per second. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly we've, we've, done, uh, we've done that with customer Yeah.
1: and 5G is promising up to 10 or even more gigabit per second
0: yeah 5G is uh, we, we've certainly demonstrated uh, I think 20 gigabits per second and, and plus but uh, the, the, the the speed and the capacity they get in 5G is very much dependent on how much spectrum you light up
1: And that's an excellent ending of this podcast, right?
0: And why is that, Janina?
1: (laughs) Because next time we're going to talk about spectrum.
0: Ah, (laughs) we are.
1: Yes, we're going to make a deep dive into the spectrum because I think you have a lot to say about it. Mainly because we actually already uh, recorded a podcast that didn't work for us (laughs) on the topic. Uh, So (coughs) let's save this uh, for next time. So this podcast is now available on Stitcher and iTunes and uh, follow us and rate us. Write us an email on 5gpodcast at ericsson.com and uh, subscribe if you didn't didn't already do that. Uh, You can follow Ericsson Networks on Twitter at Ericsson Network, uh, and ask us questions or comments there too and we are also on twitter Paul so if you want to google our names
0: you, you can find can, us on twitter you can find us
1: on twitter uh, thank you for this time and here is your banana Paul <laughs> thank you Janina
0: I was wondering when I was going to get my banana
1: <laughs> see you next time